Hey y'all, it's Dr. Kylie with the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast and it is 2023. Where has the time gone? We began this in 2020. Would have never known what I would be doing now and what information would be out there about our health. I am so glad that you have taken the time to learn about your health and what you can do to be in charge of it and to be in control of it and to learn about your blood work, what your blood work really says right here on this podcast. In fact, if you could do me a big favor, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot picture of it, send it to my team. We'll get you something good just for doing that. If you are a practitioner and you don't have a thriving virtual practice, you need one. That's what In This Together Live is all about. It's happening in February 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Orlando, Florida. Yes, this is an in-person event where I get to meet you and hug you and help you grow the practice of your dreams so you can have more time, locate more freedom of time, location freedom, and financial freedom. But now is the time to do it. You've got to have a thriving virtual practice. The doors are wide open. And who knows what's going to be available in two years. So let's get this done now. Let's build you a thriving virtual practice in just two days. Come join me and other world-class experts in Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Resort on February 20th, 21st, and 22nd this month. Well, this year. So next month, grab your ticket at drkylieburton.com slash in-this-together-live. It's got all the details and there are only 200 seats available. So grab yours before it fills up. I guarantee it's going to fill up. And I also guarantee you ain't going to want to miss this. It's going to be the thing that blows up your practice so you can help more people while saving your time, saving your energy and having more impact. And who doesn't want to meet in person nowadays? I need to meet you and I need to give you the biggest hug and tell you, you got this. You are a genius. Let's just get more people knowing that your geniusness exists. And I'll see you in Florida next month. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. We've been trying to connect for several months now. We were finally able to connect. But Nicole Lanny has a great story about mold in her lungs, which I feel like is my problem too. Um, we'll get there. And then too, she does a, helps a lot of people with cancer. So we're going to talk about her, not only her story and how she's overcome it, and two, how you can prevent, and I have to be careful because we can't say treat cancer, right? Right. But you'll learn so many golden nuggets about the truth of mold and mold in your lungs and cancer because there are so many times I get asked the question, and Nicole, we can go from here. Um, how do I detox mold? Right. And I always smile like it is it's not a simple thing. You could just take a couple pills and call yourself detox from mold. It doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. So Kylie, I just want to say thank you for having me on on your podcast. And I'm so glad we finally have connected. <laughs> so that's finally. Finally. Yeah. So busy schedules, busy lives. So we both have, you know, things going on. So I'm so happy that we've connected. Um so my story is really kind of interesting. I, and it started with cancer. So it does loop back in. So back in the day when I didn't know anything, like most of us just go to doctors and whatever they tell us, we trust 
and do, right? So I had adult, adult soft tissue sarcoma in my leg and we found it on accident. I had actually tripped over a fire hydrant and injured my knee. And when they were doing all the scanning, um, they actually saw something in my leg that made them go, whoa, what is Jeez. this? Uh -huh. I always say my angel pushed me over that fire hydrant. Um, it was only stage one, thank goodness, but I did have sarcoma in my lower legs. So of course, what is a normal treatment? You go to an oncologist and they tell you certain amount of weeks of chemo, certain weeks of, you know, if you need to do radiation, um, and then we go from there. So I did all the traditional things. I did what they told me to do. And I thought I was cancer free at that point. Um, I, I'd gone through a year of treatments, right? And I had kids at home. They weren't young like yours. I had teenagers, young teenagers. And in the meantime, my husband got a job transfer to California. So I just finished all these treatments. And of course my immune system was wrecked, right? So I moved into, into this cute little house. We thought we'd rent for a year, get acclimated to California. We knew not a soul here. Um, you know, get settled in. And within a few weeks, my family all started showing some different symptoms. We never connected the dots at first. So for me, I started with this creepy, creepy cough that just wouldn't go away. And I went to an urgent care because I didn't have a primary care physician yet. And they said, oh, we think you have bronchitis. Here, take some antibiotics, right? And then my husband had some respiratory issues and they honestly thought it was from his job that he was working on. He was in construction. So they treated him for that. And then my daughter, all of a sudden, who had never had asthma, was treated for asthma. And then my son got all these hives all over his body. When I say hives, he looked like the Michelin tire man. He was just like so swollen up. We ended up in the ER. And of course they treated him for an allergic reaction but they still hadn't post figured out like something was going on in our home. And this cute little clean, adorable home that we had, had toxic mold growing throughout it. And so the PA that, thank goodness, she was brilliantly smart, said to me, you don't happen to have a water leak in this house of yours, do you? And I said, of course we do. I said, how did you know that? I said, oh my goodness, every morning I have to wipe up the bathroom floor because there's water and we don't know where it's coming from. So hence, we ended up having mold testing. The landlords were very good about everything. And the whole house was filled with stachybotrys with black mold. Oh my gosh. So all the coughing, 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 they still, they figured it was at first just an allergic reaction. Well, it continued to get worse and worse and worse to the point where I could barely breathe. So I had three bronchoscopies because they realized eventually that this mold was literally growing in my lungs. And so first bronchoscopy went okay. A couple months later, second bronchoscopy went okay. And the third one, I didn't wake up. So I was in a coma for four and a half months. Oh my heck. I did not know that about you. Mm -hmm. Four and a half months. How old were you? How old are your kids? My kids were teenagers. They were um, 13 and, and 15 at the time. The two that were. And mom was just in the hospital in a coma. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy smokes. And so, and my husband didn't like everybody, they, nobody knew what to do at this point. You know, they didn't know what, you know, what I was going to happen. So my doctor was fabulous. I had a pulmonary doctor who was fabulous. So when I did decide to rejoin the world, cause I always say I, I, I must've made the decision. I wanted to be back. <laughs> and, um, I 
one of the first things I had talked to him about was, what do I have to do to live? What do I have to do? Because all these things that we've been doing, nothing's working. And I have kids and I just missed out on so much. I felt like I just felt like I missed out on so much. And my grandma passed away while I was in the coma. And it was just heart wrenching to me to find out that I had, you know, all the things I had missed out on little things are big things when, especially when you're a mom. And so I loved what he told me and I've lived my life by this. It's actually why I do what I do. So um, he said, you need three things. He said, the first thing you need is Nicole. He says, I don't know what your faith is. I think that you're Christian is what he said to me, but I don't, I'm not sure. And he says, Whatever your faith is, he and he says, I don't care if you pray to a rock or a cat. He says, I really don't care. That's up to you. He says, but whatever your faith is, I need you to magnify that by 10. And once you do that, I need you to magnify it by 100. Because without faith, you're never going to get better. That was a big thing coming from a doctor to me. Yeah. And then he said to me, he says, and he, he says, and you need this team of doctors that I've put together because there aren't too many people that I know that have had mold, toxic mold growing in their lungs. And we can see it. We can see everything that's going on. We've tried to get it out. He says, but he says, you need to have doctors that remember that they're humble and that they're practicing medicine. And he says, I want you to always remember that because practice, we are in the practice of medicine. We're learning things every day. And we have been working with this because we have to figure out how to get this out of your body. And he says, this is not an easy thing to do. And he said, the third thing you need is some holistic or alternative health assistance, as he put it. And I was like, well, what does that mean exactly? And he says, I think we need to try things outside of the box, not in this hospital. And he says, I think, number one, we should detox you. Number two, we should put you in a hyperbaric chamber. Number three, you should do some yoga instead of physical therapy. Yeah. So he, number four, you should work with a nutritionist. And let's take everything out that is mold related that can attract mold and take that out of your food source for a limited period of time and see if that helps as well. But we have to figure this out. So all those years, I thought, you know, I'm, and he got me better. He got me, I'm going to say 80 percent better which was better than zero right and I followed in his footsteps at that point and went you know he changed my life he saved my life because of all the alternative things that he did he wasn't just tied to the hospital and so that's how I ended up getting into becoming a practitioner and a wellness practitioner because I, I learned that there was so much more out there for people than what always happens in the hospital so it wasn't until two years ago that I actually finally got, I think, all of that mold out of me. And that was through actually. So how long was that process? <laughs> well, it ended up being over 18 years because there was things that just weren't done. And, and I had this creepy little cough. And every time I'd eat food, I would have a little cough after dinner. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And I still had like almost like autoimmune type symptoms that, you know, I'd have these flare up type things that would happen once in a while. And it all had started from that mold. And when I finally detoxed my cells and really, you know, took care of my cells, that's when the coughing finally went away. So I always had a little bit of a cough for 18 years. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
That is crazy. Yeah. I love how you, like you answered, people ask me, uh, how do I detox from mold? Yeah. It ain't going to be a month long. It ain't going to require a pill. It ain't going to require just something simple. Right. It might even require you have to completely remediate your house or move. Mm-hmm. Did you stay in that house? No, we didn't. Actually, we ended up moving and they had to remediate it. And they, I mean, they had to like go in with hazmat suits because it was such high toxins and they took out walls and, and it was terrible. So we moved. That was the best thing to do while they did all of that work. Um, And thank goodness they did that because, you know, they didn't want anybody else getting sick. That's like 30, 40, 50 K something like that their insurance didn't cover all of it either and it it was it's a lot to do but if you have mold in your home you need to get out at least for a short period of time until you can get that mold out of the house yeah and then even bringing your clothes back in even bringing furniture back in like i've been told by someone similar who's also been on this podcast where she's like you have to buy a brand new closet of clothes you have to buy brand new furniture you can't take any of it with you because the mycotoxins are growing on that stuff absolutely so everything that you know down to a piece of paper they tell you you know if you can't clean it with you know bleach or something similar to and i'm not a bit you know i'm not a big bleach person but if you can't disinfect this then it can't go with you so if it's something breathable like a piece of paper it can't go with you like nothing can go with you so For me, it was like I have pictures of my kids that had been in storage for 10 years because I couldn't part with them. But yet, you know, I I couldn't let go of certain things. They were toxic. They were toxic to me. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. So I I feel like I'm the moldometer. You bring me into like a used bookstore and and you just feel it sometimes. (laughs) Come on. So, you know, there's still little remnants of it. I don't know if it always goes away a hundred percent, but I think it can go away 99%. Do you live near the coast? I'm about 45 minutes inland from the ocean. So do you have like the humidity there too or no? Yeah, no, it's drier here. That's the, one of the big differences when people say, you know, I'm, I'm living in California where it's always warm, but yeah, you got the mist of the humidity coming off the ocean in Utah, where it is for with me, it's the four seasons. So now you've got the ground freezing, the non thawing. It's just a nightmare. You're very, very dry, though. It, it's it's never ending. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm inland, so it's dry. So imagine it's almost like Vegas weather where I am, hot and dry. Okay, that's cool. So I just had an earlier recording with uh, Terry Walls today. And she shared her MS, overcoming MS story. You've overcome mold toxicity and heck, even a coma. Holy smokes. So this podcast being beyond the diagnosis, again, I don't care what your diagnosis is. I don't care how bad you are. If you want to heal, there are ways to heal. You just have to find the right person to work with you. So Nicole, where does cancer come into play? (laughs) Well, going back to my cancer diagnosis all that time ago, um, it seemed like so many people around me had cancer, right? And they would come to me and say, okay, well, you did this for mold. What can you do for cancer? And so I think I've spent the last 10 years now. It's funny. Every time I try to get away from it, they come back. (laughs) No, it's terrible. You know, you think you want to go to the other direction. and, And I'm so grateful that I get to help people that have cancer. So, you know, I believe, so I have some strong beliefs of where cancer comes from. 
and it's a little bit different than probably what doctors believe. Um, I've, I work with quite a few cancer patients. So I do believe a couple of different things. I think that, you know, we all have cancer cells in our body and I believe probably your listeners know that, but if they don't, you know, we do have cancer. Everybody has cancer cells. I don't know if they know that, but we do now. Yeah. Yes. There are cancer cells in your body right now. Absolutely. We all have cancer cells. So what triggers them? right? What, what's the trigger? And, and why do some people end up with cancer and some people don't end up with cancer? Is some of it genetics? Of course, there are some genetics that play, can play into it. But I do believe that cancer, most cancer that I have seen begins with a low-grade bacterial infection. And I strongly believe that. So, and I think that doctors overlook that and overlook that and overlook that. They don't look at these low-grade infections that have been in our bodies for years and years. So everybody that I've worked with that has cancer, um, if you look at their blood work, they all have a low-grade bacterial infection. I haven't seen one that doesn't. And then the second thing is I think emotional triggers. I do think emotion plays heavily into cancer. So I strongly believe in emotional release um, because I do believe that the emotional triggers and stress will definitely trigger cancer as well. And so with all of our clients, we start there. We look, you know, what's going on with their blood work? How do we get rid of those low-grade bacterial infections? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is how do we do an emotional release so we can get rid of those deep-seated emotions that we've been carrying for all of those years so they can focus on their health and not on their past. So those are the two first things that we always look at. Yeah. And then I look, and then of course, as being a nutritionist, I do change diet as well eventually, and then get them on the right supplements. And then hopefully, you know, a lot of them decide, do they want to do a traditional route and go chemo or do they want to do something non-traditional and just do a holistic way of healing? So, Either way, I help support them through their journey. So you look like you have a question going on there. (laughs) Bacterial infections, they are culprits in so many things. So many things. How can the listeners know if they have one or if one's brewing in them? Well, they can use their labs that they already have. You can. Share away. Yep. You can. So pull out your labs and you can see um, we have neutrophils. We have... Um, oh my goodness, um, lymphocytes, we have our sonophils, we have basophils, those will tell us if we have any kind of, you know, infections going on in our body. So whether we have parasites or if we have viral infections or bacterial infections, even if, you know, doctors don't always see those in there, um, they're not really looking for them. I'll, I'll be, I, they're just not looking. They're, they're not looking. I don't think they're not even, trained to look either. They're not trained to look either. And so I think once you can pinpoint what those are, I've always looked for those low-grade bacterial infections, especially, and we can easily see those with your current blood work that you already have, which is great. Yeah. I would love to, like, for you to do some social media posts, because, you, of course, you can't treat cancer. No. But you can't treat bacterial infections. You can. And if that's an underlying component of cancer yeah now we can go from the preventative plus the treatment during plus the keep it away afterwards i correct you know that big piece and we can follow that in our blood work and then on 
You know, when I first got started, never in my mind's eye would I have believed that emotions had anything to do with your physical health. Mm-hmm. That's the very different now. <laughs> yeah. But when we talk about emotions impacting our physical health, mm-hmm. what do you see? How do you quote unquote release them? Okay. So I look at the top five and sometimes I add a top six. Um, so I am an NLP trained. I've been an NLP trainer for, and if people don't know what that is, neurolinguistic, um, neurolinguistic programming. Um, so I use a technique that we use in NLP and we, within an hour, we can release any built up anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt. And oftentimes, if I find out somebody who has gone through any kind of a trauma, especially young, um, sexual trauma, especially, then I release shame as well. So because oftentimes we have shame around things that necessarily, you know, we don't even realize that is deep seated in there. So within an hour, we do a technique to release those five you know, or six, um, deep seated emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's, we can do it over zoom. We can do it in person. You actually see physical differences in people once they go through the emotional release. Um, if we were sitting on a zoom like this and and we went through it, I was going to say, can you do one to me right now? (laughs) We can definitely, we can definitely see you go through it. So, and we, and we work on an unconscious mind level. So, you know, we always ask your unconscious mind, is it okay for us to release this? Because there are people that they get that secondary gain of playing a victim role, right? They, they like that. So, you know, and I think that's where our faith comes in and our wanting to be better and believing that we can be better because if you want to be better, you know, then, people want to release their baggage and we all have baggage. We all have, we all have stuffed down emotions. You know, um, when you think of, you know, the first time you ever remember getting angry, you know, we can bring somebody to that point. Like when was the first time you ever felt anger or when was the, ang- or when was the last time you felt sad, the first time you felt sadness and people say, I don't remember. And I'm like, did you ever have a breakup in high school? <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, were you sad before that? Right. Like, you know, we just bring it back as far as we can to birth as as far as we can back to birth, because we do have we've experienced all those feelings from the time we were born. So if we can release those, then it definitely is the preventative side and part of the healing side of of getting over cancer or any disease, truthfully, any disease. Yeah. Yep. Can we do one on me in the next five minutes? Um, sure. We can try. <laughs> well, the hard thing is we need to do anger and sadness together. And I don't know if we have time in five minutes. We always want to do anger and sadness together because if we release anger, then oftentimes you feel sad. And I don't want you to end your podcast crying. <laughs> Let's just do it. We got, I got 30 minutes until I got to go. So here we go. <laughs> All right. I was angry yesterday, so let's release it. (laughs) (laughs) And she has her mold cough. That's terrible. I do. Yeah. All right. So close your eyes for a minute. And I'm just going to, let's just have you imagine that you're on your timeline. Okay. Just imagine that you are um, 
floating outside of your body a little bit. So just imagine that you're floating kind of above your body and just let your mind go and let yourself imagine that you are that you are just floating as high as the sky, floating it like the clouds. And then I want you to kind of turn around and just look at your past for a minute. Let's go ahead and look at your past, see kind of what your past looks like. And now I want you to do a quick little turn and I want you to look at your future and see what kind of path that is for you. I prefer that one over my past. There you go. All right. I really don't remember much of childhood, honestly. Okay. But you can sense that it's there, right? You can sense that your past is there. Okay, so that's what we call our timeline. We like to know that we can travel on our timeline at any point. We can go up and above and look down below through our own eyes. So we're a little bit more disassociated from that, okay? So go ahead and just float around there for just a minute and just enjoy floating on there. Does it look like anything to you? Sometimes they look like, all well, some, everybody has a different view. So does your timeline have a, just a feeling? Do you have a feeling really? of what it looks like? I, when I think about ups and downs, like I think of my timeline as like a mountain. Some people have hills, some people have straight lines. So good. So you know where your timeline is. So is it okay with your unconscious mind for you to release anger all the way back to the beginning of your life? Are you ready to release it? If so, just give me a nod. Okay. So I want you to be high above your timeline, and I want you to float back all the way to, and know that your unconscious mind knows exactly when that first time was, okay? Your unconscious mind has restores all of your memories, all of your thoughts, everything in your life. So I just want you to ask your unconscious mind, when was the first time that you ever felt anger? If you were to know, was it during your birth, after birth, or maybe even before your birth? If you were to know which one, what would it be, Dr. Kylie? I would, if I had to pinpoint the last time I can remember feeling, would be third grade. Okay, perfect. All right, so I want you to allow your unconscious mind just to take you back to that moment. Keep your eyes closed and just allow your, your body to go way back to that first time that you ever remember feeling angry. And I want you to float right above that incident. And I want you to ask your unconscious mind, what do you need to do to learn from that event that will help you release all of the feelings of anger all the way back to now? And when you get to know what the learnings are, just give me a nod. You don't have to tell me what they are. Just give me a nod that you got the learnings of what, what was supposed to happen that day during that incident. What did you learn? And when you have the learnings, just give me a nod. Okay, good. Now I want you to float a little higher up and I want you to turn around and face the past. So prior to that incident, and I want you to float, just go back a little bit before that event 
and ask yourself, are there any feelings of anger or, or are they just gone? And if they're just gone, give me a nod. I feel like, like it's almost like I'm physically drifting, but I'm, I'm sitting in this chair. It just feels like. Yeah, it's amazing what our unconscious minds can do. So then I want you to go ahead and face the future again from that point. And I want you to hover over that incident that you were charged by before and notice if it just feels a little different now. Does it feel a little different? Oh, good. Perfect. All right. So now I want you to keep your eyes closed and I want you to float from your that point all the way to now over your entire timeline. And I want you just to let go of all of the anger, all of the incidents of anger you've ever had in your life. Just let them drop off like a string of pearls, one by one, broken string of pearls. Just let those pearls drop off as you travel across your timeline, letting go of all of the anger that you've ever felt in your past, all the way to now. And when you're ready, when you've got to the now, go ahead and open your eyes and just kind of rejoin us back into the room. But my conscious mind is trying to take over me like, you need to open up your eyes because you need to get going. And yet, I just it's like so relaxing to just sit here. The nice thing is our unconscious mind has no concept of time, so it can take as little time as it needs to get back to the now. I don't know. I can physically open my eyes. Woo! <laughs> How do you feel? Relaxed. Relaxed. Yeah. So when you think of that incident that happened in third grade, it might have made you a little charged before. When you think about it now, does it feel a little bit different? I mean, it's like, it's like two years ago, you talk about money to me and I, I cringe. And then now it's like, that's a number. Like there's no feeling attached to it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's detached. Yeah, it's detached. Are you feeling a little sad at all? No, I feel like I want to sleep. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> so what's really interesting when we go through all the emotions is you really sleep well, and then your unconscious mind processes through the evening. So most people, once they go through the whole, whole five or six step process, they sleep like a baby that evening. And by usually by the time we release all of them, we actually see physical differences in their selves. You know, so as well, you know, once the emotions are, are released. So I think it's a big part of, of healing our bodies is releasing all of those past negative emotions. Yeah. And it's not like some voodooism thing, which is why I wanted you to take me through it. So they can, cause you can, you hear about this and it's like, no, this is just your subconscious brain. It's there. It's science. You're just using it to tap deeper. I love when people say, oh, I can't be hypnotized. And I'm like, have you ever watched a movie and you got so into the movie that you felt like you were in the movie or you're reading a book and you got so into the book, you didn't want to put the book down. And they're like, yeah, I said, well, then you can be hypnotized. <laughs> it's the same thing with our subconscious mind. You know, it just we just have to let those barriers down. But it definitely works for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Nicole. Where can they find you? They can find me on at healingyourcells.com or you can find me on Facebook under, um, oh my goodness, <laughs> under Cellular Health and Wellness. <laughs> cellular Health and Wellness. 
And then she's got a free, yeah, go talk about the website. What's on the website? If you want to go to the um, website, healingyourselves.com, um, we actually give a, a cheat guide on your blood work. Um, so you can definitely see, you know, what's going on with your blood work. You can contact us through there. Um, we would love to hear from you and, and definitely see how you're doing, yeah. see what we can do to help prevent cancer, walk you through it. If you're in the middle of doing treatments, what we can do to help um, get you through it or even you know, talk to you about alternative things other than chemo, if that's your choice. That's so cool. Yeah. You have choices, guys. Go meet with Nicole choices. and her business partner, Andrew, healingyourselves.com. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much, Kylie. I really appreciate you and everything that you're doing for everybody out there in the world. It's amazing. Wasn't that just so good? Loaded with tons of information, just as this podcast has been the entire time. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been around for a while, I love it. Thank you for your support. I would be so grateful if the newbies and the oldies would leave a review on their favorite podcast listening app. Take a screenshot of that review and email it to my team. We've got some goodies coming out to you if you do that. My team's email is drkylieteam at gmail.com. If you're a practitioner and you do not have a thriving virtual practice yet, you need one. Now is the year. Now is your year. Don't let another thing get thrown at us by this world and take you down. Let's future-proof your practice. Let's get you creating and living and thriving in a practice that you love, that provides you with more time freedom, more energy, and location freedom, and financial freedom too. We will be doing just this in two days in Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Resort. Grab your ticket at drkylieburton.com slash in dash this dash together dash live. There are 200 seats for the in-person event and you can attend there. You can attend virtually wherever you are in the world. Why? Because I'm here to help you. If you're not a practitioner, I'm going to help you too. I've got a book out on Amazon called Why Are My Labs Normal? If you haven't grabbed it yet, go grab it and learn how to read your blood work a better way to never have to rely on anybody else again. And that's a wrap. I'll see you on the next episode.